I'm Karen. Hi, I'm Julia. This is Downstage Left to Theater <laughs> Podcast, where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Listeners, Lauren, still missing, still replaced. Temporarily. Uh, Schwindy is back because... Only temporarily. This is what we do. We record more than one. And mm-hmm. so Lauren is still doing her day job stuff. So we are going to continue down, I guess, all the ones... Sure, everything that we got queued up today is like a fun... Uh, trip down memory lane for us. Full steam ahead. Sure. So, uh, how you doing, Julia? I'm doing great. Oh, you, you just called me Julia. Sure. Uh, Ooh, how interesting. Sure, friends. I don't normally call her that, but um, I don't. I'm sure, everybody does though, except me. Sure. My kids maybe don't though. My you, kids are my family. Yeah. Any basically anybody introduced to me through you calls me. Sure. you call me. And sure, it's funny because I will introduce you as Julia mm-hmm. and then immediately abandon Just start it. calling me Schwendi until yeah. everybody else catches on. Well, or gets so confused that they're like, wait, which one do I call her? Well, because I can't maintain Julia. I, it's well, a, it's weird. It's, sure, you don't like it. I don't. I mean, I love my name. I, I like my name. I think it's a good name. Okay. I, you everybody have to else, your name. No, it's I'm fine. just saying. Everybody else calls me that. Sure. Um, but it is weird for you to call me that because you simply don't. Don't. Yeah, I haven't called you that since you were. I don't think I ever called you Julia. Sure, check out the last podcast. <laughs> sure, back in the day. Check out the last no, episode. um, no, I've never called you Julia. Sure. Always Schwendy. Were you calling me Schwendy to other adults in the process of sound of music? Possibly. Interesting. No, probably I, in the course of that, I potentially just called you your character name. Fair enough. Uh, I didn't know your name during Sound of Music. Come on. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. All right. Whatever. Uh, so sure, uh, Sound of Music, your first show. Uh huh. Um, potentially the last show you just did is what we're talking about today. Sure, it is the last time I did a full. Is that right? Yeah, on stage musical. Yeah, full stage musical. Sure. Um, listeners, today. We're going to dig in to Oklahoma. We are also, uh, if you listened to last time, uh, you heard I biffed it and started two quests. We're also continuing our quest for Allie Stroker to notice us because she was in Oklahoma. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we kind of talk about the different versions. I'm, uh, Schwindy is driving this one because she's done more research on Oklahoma than of the two people sitting here. (laughs) Even though I've directed it. Didn't do very much work on it. Sure. Um, I was, uh, well, let's just talk about how it came about. Sure. How we got to do the show. I say we. You. Your company. Sure, my company. That but, I. But largely it got was done potentially because of you. Of. Um, so basically, you you plan your shows out ahead of time. You, you, you have an idea of what you're going to do for the next season couple seasons you you have thoughts and feelings think about them ahead of time so we were um hanging out well okay so back up a little in which um my company has done many shows we do them in the summer it's to accommodate high school kids and Mm -hmm. college kids that are home uh and and we don't want to step on we never wanted to step on the high school schedules yep so like that was the other thing 
Uh, we didn't want kids to have to be like have to have make to a choice. Yeah, yeah, make a choice and and whatever. We want them to be able to Better do everything. To be able to do all. So of it. we always did ours in the summer. We started them, you know, early May once it was cleared of everything, and then we would just go into early summer and do it, and then maybe do a late summer show, uh, depending on the year. And so. Uh, Schwindy did my very first show, All Shook Up. I did, yeah. And then abandoned the program no, forever. No, no, So, listeners. Well, I would never not, audition for me again. I did not abandon the program. Um, I actually would continue to, um, be a part of the program, just not in the main stage summer musical. So my you participation did a lot of concerts was and a lot of concerts, cabarets, cabarets smaller things a couple sure. christmas things um godspell yeah yeah um godspell totally 80s smaller scale um end end of summer sure. nothing to your point not a main nothing main stage. yeah nothing main stage nothing yeah. um yeah sure so she abandoned the program and <sighs> would anyway. never again audition so i have auditioned for karen twice in my life the first time yeah. was for All her Chicago. very first musical and, and the second time was for Oklahoma. Yep. So you had talked about you and I were hanging out one time. Yes. I believe with a couple other friends. Yeah. And it was um the summer of No, we can't do this math on this podcast. COVID, but no, I'm saying it was it, the summer sure, of COVID. We, it was, it the was summer supposed to happen the summer of COVID. And, we had, and it, it we just couldn't. It was right. So COVID was happening, the show was canceled it wasn't going to happen it was supposed to happen that summer nothing it wasn't in the process of being done because covid happened before there was a chance right. to even do it no production. it was just it was that thing where we that season in particular and it's crazy and maybe honestly i sometimes think about like maybe the universe's way of being like karen you probably would have died we had six shows lined up for that season yeah we were going to do six shows throughout the year which is not a thing i normally do yep. sometimes we would do like a winter something or a kid something but for the most part we hadn't done that and we were we were geared up to do six shows be crazy yeah i mean i look back on it now and i probably would have died but like it's to that end it was sad because we we actually the first show that would have kicked that season off we got into pre-production and did a read-through and cast and did everything and then which show was that uh it was pancakes on a sunday elise mara right 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 right. an original piece by her but um and and we got into rehearsals and then just had to abandon it because everything it was everything shut down yeah yeah so i mean yeah you all know the covid story so the point is yeah it was supposed to happen that summer postponed it we were hanging out um with a couple friends and you had kind of said, we somehow got into the conversation of Oklahoma talking, you know, kind of lamenting that we weren't going to do the show. Yeah. And you kind of said, like, if we had done the show, this is maybe how things would have played out. Sure. Well, because it became a thing where it was like, we're not going to do it. We're not so going to now- do it. And so just to be super, super clear, yeah. it was, there was no intention of doing the show. It was yeah. canceled. It, yeah. it wasn't going to happen. It couldn't happen. Shelved. And so we talked about how how the casting might have played out based on the group that you had, based Correct. on the people that you knew that were going to participate yeah. in your program, the people you had around. To be fair, everybody listening, pre-casting is a thing. And I'm not saying that Karen does. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm saying. I'm not saying that. All my high school kids listening is not a thing I no, do. No, 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 no. I am saying there is a certain amount of preparation and thought that has to go into no, it we, when you pick a show. We've talked about this before in which um, 
You have to the, know that you have the people. There's precasting in this way. I want to do. I have all women and two boys in my program. Let's do guys and dolls. Let's do newsies. Let's do newsies. Um, it's like a thing where you just you have to kind of know what you have to make a good show choice. Where you're not gonna pick um, West Side Story when you maybe or, like Hairspray, where you're like, oh, we don't have black people in our sure. community. So you just have to. That's that's what we mean by precast. Just to be super super clear, that. That is what I do. That is what well, has I think to... that's everybody. No, no, everybody. Because you have to. Yeah. Well, you don't have to, but if you don't, then sometimes you end up with sure. bad shows. We'll and bad talk casting. about that offline. Keep going. Um. So anyway, we were discussing it in very much like a casual um, way. The show was not going to come to fruition. I mean, full disclosure, we talked about the fact that Karen may have cast me as Lori based on, again... Yeah. Who all auditioned. Yeah. Totally could have been swept out by somebody else. Sure. If they had, if they. If we had done it. If we had done it. Sure. I will say in a way where we were talking about it and I was like, sure, based on who I think I probably would have cast you. But, and my high school program does know this, I cast on who auditions. And if you, if someone else sweeps in that is better or that I think is not better, but is going to be better for that part. No, no, no. hundred percent. I cast that way. And I knew, here's the thing. I know that. I knew that. Yeah. And have always appreciated that because yeah. you maybe came. I, I, you have maybe participated sure, in, in my, programs in that... my theater experience. It can be very frustrating when things are cast are like truly precast in a way of like, this person is going to play this role. And it doesn't matter. Know. It doesn't matter who shows up. It doesn't matter how good of an audition you do. It doesn't matter. That can be very frustrating. So mm-hmm. I knew that. I know that. And I appreciated that. Um, and knew that she, that you could say that and say that I could have been yeah. that, but that it might not have happened. Who knows? It yeah. might not have happened. So anyway, it was just a theoretical. It was something that we were talking sure. about. Because it, was it was that never thing where happen. we had like, uh, we like, you know, you like crack a couple over a couple cocktails and you just start like spitballing. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm sorry. Just me. Yeah. I was going to say cocktails and just spitballing. So, um, we talked about that. It plants some kind of seed Well, in my brain. Uh, sure. A fun thing to know potentially about both of us in which more prevalent in me probably. Uh-huh. Like yours are a little bit I think like fewer and far between. If I get something in my head that I – and it's in my head, I will find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I just – it is simply how – it's how I my theater company started is mm-hmm. I got a thing in my head and I will do it. And usually, I think you're pretty good at, like, recognizing this, where if it's in my head and I want to do it, I will do it, and I will figure out a way. And you can usually tell, you're pretty good at telling, like, uh uh-oh. There's no point in trying to argue. Correct. It's already done. It goes both ways. Like, if I also have decided I'm not doing something. It's, there's no point in trying to convince. So anyway. Yeah. Um, so Oklahoma existed that way. This was in an example for me, but for you, this was an example of a time where that happened right. to me, right. and I got an idea in my head. Correct. And we talked about it, <laughs> sure. and we talked about that was the first time that we talked about it, and mm-hmm. that was genuinely a one off like chat, like just a, a chat. Yeah. It it would come up again, <laughs> yeah, later on, um, and we would discuss it, and basically, I. I couldn't get it out of my head. So we... Correct. We talked about the possibility of doing the show. It ended up getting postponed a full year. Yep. Um, you 
you tried, I distinctly remember being in a canoe with you and you <laughs> tried to be like, but I think we could just do it now. And I was like, there's no way, like there's no, and I mean, here's the thing hindsight now where like oh, i do a show in four weeks but like at the time i was like there's no way i can get it together there's no venues open like just from a logistical standpoint i was like there's no way because i still don't know where things are people yeah. couldn't be inside still like it yep. was just and we talked about like well do we do an outdoor venue blah, blah, blah. and i was like no way man my brain i can't I, i'm gonna tell you listeners in a way that does not happen to me very often whatever that covid break was in which it interrupted me some doing kind of a momentum. show every single summer i was like i can't i can't yeah. get back in it yeah and it and we'll talk about it, but it took me a hot second to get back in it when i did get back in it right I don't so know if i ever really got back in it right so we uh we talked about it we would have several conversations about it i um i just kind of got obsessed with it like i sure, you this is why i was like this is why you're driving today's episode because you did so much more work on it than i did and we're so much more prepared for it in which I w- would just ask you questions and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and this, this for me was just out of a genuine, um, desire to know more about the show. I had never sure. had any interest in the show. And then we talked about it. I got the idea in my head. I looked into it. I watched a version of it. Um, you, you've watched a, a bunch of versions of it. Yeah. By now. Well, now I have, yeah. but I'm saying I, I saw a version yeah. of it. I, thought about we it. watched th- we all together i think watched or you and i watched the, the hugh, hugh jackman, jackman one from uh, uh, live shot yeah. in london i think like 99 yeah and i kind of fell in love with the show like yeah. i just i really liked it i thought it seemed fun and so this was also right around the time that um the Broadway revival had just happened. Correct. Uh, in 2019, Oklahoma came back to Broadway at Circle uh, Circle in the Square, mm-hmm. and it was a completely revamped version of it. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it was there was a more buzz about Oklahoma than like just us chatting about it. Yes, um, sexy we Oklahoma. would. Yeah, we would refer to it as sexy Oklahoma. Sure, I would only refer to it as sexy Oklahoma and then get into trouble because people are like, I'm sorry, what show are you doing? I was like, don't worry about it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it just got stuck in my head. I ended up doing a lot of research just on my own just because I wanted to. Oklahoma is based on a play from 1931 by Lynn Riggs called Green Grow the Lilacs. And you actually read it. I read the play. I found it and read it. I was that invested, you guys. And And just to be clear, we had not decided to do the show. You were back at school. I was at school. I was just, I couldn't get it out of my head. So I watched, I watched the um, Hugh Jackman version with you. I went back to school. I asked you to mail it to me, Correct. the DVD, because I wanted to watch it again. Yep. I read the play. I found it online sure. and read I, it. Just, I would go on to also read the play because I felt shamed that she was <laughs> doing more work than I was. Uh, and it was a quick read. But <clears throat> Yeah, I read the play. I watched numerous versions. Uh, in a fun way, yeah. there are actually a lot of versions I, we, of Oklahoma on YouTube. I think we decided the best version, my favorite version, 2004. is the for... chicago tour yeah when it was on tour tour in in chicago Chicago. yeah that's my he's my favorite curly and that's the best Lori i think we yeah we had a uh, we love that version so shout out to shout out to those people because the 2004 touring cast of the 2004 touring cast of oklahoma you guys were great we loved you um (laughs) you were our favorite version that we saw by far um good job uh we watched the movie we watched the original we watched the original movie we um (laughs) 
we uh, we looked into Sexy Oklahoma and tried to get... Sure, um, I got a bootleg of Sexy Oklahoma that was good until the second act, and then just... Got Cameron had to, they got caught. Sure. sure, circling around is no joke. Uh, circling square is no joke. Sure. In which I've seen, I saw once on this island there, and they are like, put your cameras away, and they will like come get you. So whoever was recording that night got caught in that second act, and so the second act is mostly dialogue. Um, but yeah, so we saw. I feel like I saw pretty as much, much as every could. version that you could really see yep. online. Um, sure. and then it just kind of became my quest to get you to do the show well and here's the thing it was already the you benefited from it already being in my head a little bit well of course because it was already it was supposed to it was happen. supposed to happen so your in challenge a way of was just getting me back in it getting picking well, i don't know if i ever did but picking up the momentum that mm-hmm. you had lost from taking a two almost two year well a year year. we took one summer off and um break from doing shows yeah and it was um i think good but it was i I will tell you that tells me 100 percent the right decision and it is like it was really hard to get back in yeah and i don't know if i ever would have if i hadn't no (laughs) yeah genuinely well part of the motivation was i wanted to do one more show with you Mm -hmm. before you like I don't know, went off to become, like, an actual person. And so... Yeah, the show ended up being after I graduated college. Yeah, the summer um, after you graduated. And, you know, my plans were to do what I'm doing now and go off and... professional. Be a professional. So So a little bit of the motivation was wanting to do one more show with you before you uh, pieced out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was large. I did... I had such... We had done enough pre-production of it, too, and talked about it so much... I had ideas of what I wanted it to be. Yep. And so that was the other thing of like when you like you had to done your own thoughts about it. I was doing like actual like research and preparation. Correct. Um and we just we figured it out. We talked ourselves into it yeah. basically. We figured it out and we had it was uh, I always knew it was going to be a small cast mm-hmm. and we had I think 20 people mm-hmm. and I always knew it was going to be small. We, I stripped the orchestration down to four. There were talks of doing it in concert just to sure, minimize, to minimize all the blocking and costumes and things like that. I pivoted. Out, I always pivot. I always, I'm like, I'll do it in concert. And then I always pivot out and we do a full thing. But, um, we stripped down the band because I knew I wanted it closer to what sexy Oklahoma, they kind of redid a lot of the orchestrations. Yep. So we kind of stripped that down where we had a piano a violin, viola, a bass player, and a guitar, and that was mm-hmm. it. And so, no drums, no drum, no percussion, just really simple, you know, scaled back. We did it in a space that was atypical for theater, and kind of we did it in the round. We had no mics, and we could have had better lighting, and we should have. I no more now, but it's too late. Um, but it really was like as intimate as you could get it in terms of mm-hmm. the audience was kind of right there, and uh, it was, you know. It's exact. It was. I always said it was an amalgam between the original version mm-hmm. and 2019's revival. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of really cool pieces that I liked from the revival in terms of like they modernized it, so all the costuming was modernized. Yep. But um, listeners, and- that show. I'm going to tell you. Shout out to Megan Myers. Yeah. That show is some of my favorite costumes sure, I have that. ever worn. Yeah. In any show ever. It's she did a great job of. 
I think keeping the essence of like the old mm-hmm. musical, but then like I said, we really want I wanted it modern. Yeah. I want it one because it's so much easier to costume. Uh, in terms of like petticoats and things like that but plus i find that it takes you out of things the other thing is the 2019 revival contextualized it and we did not do this because we live in a conservative area but they had a whole commentary about violence and the violence of that time and Mm -hmm. in the oklahoma territory Mm -hmm. um and gun use and things like that and so we we didn't do those things uh but you know it was the essence of the old show modernized stripped back we did a lot a lot of our we added you know, we didn't add, but there was like harmonies and stuff that we just, we picked up on that. Just mm-hmm. like I said, it, it was, it was exactly in that way. I did want to do it because I had that all in my head and, um, and, and you pushed, <laughs> I pushed, I was, I mean, I was doing a, a like, um, so in terms of music, yep. we were leaning heavily towards 2019 revival. Yes. Um, there was a lot of work in production, pre-production things that I did in terms of music. I was at my other job. No, I was at my job uh, working on music and what keys what? things were in. And yeah. um, just because I really, I really wanted well, to do it. I just really had, wanted to do it. We had org- So the 2019 orchestrations <clears throat> don't exist. So we were working with yeah, the... Yeah. We were working with the original scores, mm-hmm. and there's some of the stuff in those original scores that just make no sense and that we wanted to change, and there's, like, really nice rooms for harmony pieces and uh, retooling some of the, like the – we laugh because people will say We're in Love is, like, the duet between – and it's, like – but you guys never sing together. Correct. So there was, like, some changes there that we wanted to make and uh, key changes and things like that mm-hmm. and just making sure the band lined up and blah, blah. Um yeah, I mean it. Sure, it was a big push by you, uh, and you did you did your very very much your fair share of heavy lifting, um, and it was great. It was like the perfect little show. And, it was. Um, I'm proud of it. Sure, me too. I'm really proud of all the stuff we've done. But um, sure, it was week of we like lost power in our oh, venue. Well, sure, that we was ran a hot an mess. entire uh, ran an entire rehearsal off my uh, car out of your car. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. I, yeah. That's a fun thing I know how to do. Um, but let's get into it, maybe. Of course. Let's get into it. Um, okay. Well, Act 1. Um, in Oklahoma Territory in 1906, cowboy Curly McLean looks forward to a beautiful day as he visits farm girl Lori Williams' yard. And he sings, Oh, what a beautiful so, morning. We'll talk about the changes here, but this was one of the things that in the original... It, it's a big sweeping orchestral piece into it. And in the revival, he starts off a cappella and it's great. Mm-hmm. And our Curly uh, was fantastic. Oh, my God. And uh, is fantastic. You, He's wonderful. His name is Austin. And um, he just, those notes in the beginning of him singing it and walking in yeah. was great. It really was. Um, so he walks in. She sings a little refrain she she enters her own well he talks sure this already is wrong i think it kind of is he walks in and talks to Aunt eller Lori's not even there she's not there (laughs) sure the other the other change that's interesting because this is maybe more of the movie version that we discovered based on the original play and then some other texts um in the movie Aunt eller and then in many subsequent um versions Aunt eller is always like an old lady She's always like a like an old gray haired bun sure. lady in her like sixties seventies, and in the according the text, to like she's like a buxom lady in her forties. Yeah. So if you sure, my biggest complaint, 
Um, if you go to like source material, she is like young. a hot young aunt. She's yeah. like the fun hot young aunt. The revival picked up on that. They did, and we went that way as well. Yes, uh, in which you know our aunt Eller was like a young thirty something who yeah. was like fun and fancy free. Well, and it I makes think sense. That, it if makes way more sense if she's your if right. Lori is a eighteen year old correct girl. And her aunt is in theory 60, her 70. parents' age. Right. Sure, she's like a young woman of thirty-five to forty-five. Like anyway, so that was our first. So Curly walks in. He talks to Aunt Eller. They have a, a little flirty banter. They honestly. have a little flirty banter. Yeah. Um, something that I think is important to know is Oklahoma is one of the musicals that. Um, the characters don't fall in love. They don't start oh, not knowing strangers. each other. They yep. don't start as strangers, and yep. they don't start without any kind of yep. relationship. Curly and Lori start. The show starts, and you already know yep. they're very much, like, in love with each other. Well, if you listen to our last podcast, it's, uh, you know, Maria and Georg, like, see each other, and they have, like, the moment. You get the sense, and it's like in, it's, it's written in, in that they're like have been childhood friends. Sure, Lori and Curly grew up together. Yep. And the, again, this is from my extensive research oh my <laughs> and my own opinions. Jeez Louise, um, they grew up together. They Lori has probably been in love with this guy. Yeah, since no, they both have. I mean, that's yeah, like the like, sense of it is that it's like a that flirty time where they're just like. Well, we'll be together probably, but not right now. And I don't know. And when you don't say anything and you don't say, you yeah, told like me you like he, me. He, yeah. he had never said that he liked her. She never said that she liked him. Neither one of them would ever admit it to each other, but they flirt and talk like they love each other. And, um, yeah. so that's kind of the basis and the premise of their relationship. So he comes in, he has a little flirty, <laughs> sure, fun time with Aunt Eller. Time with Aunt Eller. Lori walks in, she sings his song. She she also, burns him immediately by being like, "Oh, I thought I heard something." But I thought I heard you. something, but it was just you. Yeah. Um. So they have very much like a teasing, yeah, um, energy and relationship. So he and Lori tease each other while Aunt Eller looks on. There's going to be a box social dance that night, and it has um, an auction for like a lunch date, basically. Yeah. You, with, you bid on a picnic basket of the lady that you and who and whoever the picnic basket belongs to. That's your date, and you're they're raising money for building a schoolhouse so um curly asks Lori to go with him and she says no i don't remember this feeling too long no she just says no because this synopsis is rough i'm sure she just says no because she's like scared i think it's a thing where she like doesn't want to admit that she wants to go with him. well and he doesn't even really straight up ask her no he's just like are you going yeah Yeah, like anyway they talk around it um, she says no. She says, even if you did ask me, I wouldn't go. Right. And then he's like, that's fine. I'll ask Aunt Eller. Because he's like, well, I wasn't going to ask you. I was going to ask Aunt Eller. Sure. It's that thing where it's like, well, I quit. And you're like, well, but I just fired you. And you're like, yeah, but I quit. And it's like, well, I didn't yeah, ask you. Well, he, I wouldn't go if you asked me. It's that He's thing. making fun of her. And yeah. she's like, well, even if you asked me, I wouldn't go. And he's like, well, now I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to ask whatever. So they, um, he wants her to go with him. And so he tries to persuade her by talking about how he's going to take her in this really nice carriage that he rented, and he sings Surrey with a Fringe on top. So um, she kind of makes fun of him because she's like, 
pleased that he would do all of this for her. But then, but so the whole push and pull is always both of them being like, I want to believe and then being too scared and going, but I don't believe. So she's exactly. like, he says, I'm going to do all this. And, and she, she's like, yeah, right. She doesn't believe that he would ever actually do that right. for her. So she gets defensive and she goes, I can't believe you would do all that. And then he's like, I can't believe you rented a carriage thinking that I'm going to go with you. She burns him. And then he's like, well, I didn't. I made even the whole he, thing up. Even though he did. So he lies and says he made the whole thing up. She gets mad. She leaves. And you find out that he did rent the carriage. Yeah. And he did come to ask her to the dance. Sure. A fun thing, um, <clears throat> there's a moment before this song in which they have this, like, funny thing where she, like, chases him around. Mm-hmm. And in the Hugh Jackman version, he raises his hand. He like goes to hit her. her. It's weird. Guys, it's weird. So go find that scene. support that. No. Take. Was, but here's what I'm going to tell you. It's been an ongoing joke ever since. Sure. Hugh Jackman. Whoa. I'm going to Hugh Jackman you. Uh, um, okay. Sure. Anyway. So, that whole first couple of scenes takes place out outside the farmhouse. Then um, the lonely, disturbed farmhand, Judd Fry, um, is obsessed with Lori, and he asks her to the dance. And she says yes to Spike Curly. It's, Even, it's that moment of like, yeah, I'll go to the dance with you because he can tell just to like burn Curly to be yeah. like, I won't go with you, but I'll go with this weirdo. Yeah. So she's she's trying to make him jealous and she accepts, but she is scared of Judd. She is not like comfortable around him. Uh, meanwhile, cowboy Will Parker returns from a trip to modern Kansas City and he shows off his souvenirs and he sings the song Kansas City, which is a lovely fun tune. Sure. It's a super fun song where he's like, I went to Kansas City and I found all this cool stuff. And he's like, I had a great time. And there's modern contrivances yeah. and girly shows and blah, blah. Yeah. So you find out that he won $50, which is $1,500 sure. today. This <laughs> Wikipedia gave us a little that, yeah. um, conversion just so that we know. In modern day times, $1,500. Um, he wins $50 at the fair for swinging a rope. And... Um, According to his girlfriend, Ado Annie's father, the $50 is the amount that he needs to marry Ado Annie. So he's got this girlfriend, and her dad won't let Will marry her until... Because they think he's a no-good cowboy. Yeah. Cowhand. So he has to come up with $50, and if he gives gives him the $50, he can marry Ado Annie. Annie. But... But Will Parker um, is sweet, but dumb. Sure. In a way where... (laughs) So you, this is like, and this is classic musical of like, your two main protagonists are like Lori and Curly, and it's a will they, won't they kind of thing. Their, you know, foil is Judd, essentially. Yeah. But then it's a musical, so you need two fun people as well. And that is Will Parker and Ada Will Annie. Parker and Ada And the Annie. thing about it is, they're just two dumbs. They're, they're just the two fun dumb couple, dumbs. and they are the they're comic flirty. relief. They're both, they're, ma- they're perfect for each other in the like parlance of a musical, but they're comic relief. They're kind of both of them are no, kind of dumb. No, they're a little dumb. dumb, and so they're very but funny sweet. together. Both very, very, very sweet, sweet yeah. genuine, like silly characters. Correct. So you and they are the comic relief of the show. Um, in a way where I, I don't know if anybody listening can relate to this. As an actor, you always want to be like people think that you want to be the lead sure, and you want to be the, the main side characters role. Are always more. Oh fun. my gosh, Ado Annie is like such a fun part yep. and i i'm not gonna say that i would want to do that if i like 
could go back because I don't think I would. I sure. enjoyed I enjoyed our show in the way that it came about. Yeah. But in general, I mean, Ado Annie would be yeah. such a fun part. She she gets a lot of the good lines and also she gets just great lines. She gets have, good music. Well, she doesn't have any of the like. Lori is an interesting character because you and I talked about this a lot. She has to have a little bit like her arc is pretty is kind of significant when she grows up. Mm-hmm. And Ado Annie is just fun from the beginning to the end. Where Pretty she's much. Great. So in the revival in Sexy Oklahoma, Ali Stroker was Ado Annie. Yes. And it was a, a one of those amazing things of like inclusivity where as a person in a wheelchair, um, nothing changed. And it was no. great in that way in which she played it with a lot of sass. Oh, she was And a lot of so like sassy. a little bit. So like a little less dumb and sweet, a yeah. little more sassy and yeah. like. Hey, what's up? Which I enjoy, I appreciated for the 2019. Absolutely. Um, so uh, he's trying to get fifty dollars. He wins fifty dollars at the fair, but sweet boy, uh, unfortunately, he spent all of the money that he won on gifts for Annie and for her father. Um, and the gift that he got for her father is called the little a little wonder, and it's a metal tube used for looking at pictures. So. Um, you like look at sure. It's like a kaleidoscope, yeah. but then uh, it has a blade that comes out of it, like sure. a knife. To be clear, uh, Will doesn't know about the blade. Correct. So he he buys it thinking it's like a fun, right. and I think they allude to like their pictures of yeah. women. Sure, it's meant to have like like Aunt Eller looks in it and is like, "What are you?" All the guys are looking at. It. She's like, "Let me see," and they're like, "Uh," and she's like, "Just well, uh, you know." Yeah. So. so um. He's unaware. Oh, it says it right there. He's yeah. unaware of its deadly secret. Um, later, Ado Annie confesses to Lori that while Will was away, she has spent a lot of time with. Al- how, well, we said we it a said, million we different said ways. Allie Hackham. Allie Hackham. Because that's how Ado Annie says it. Um, I think he says. Ali Hakim. Ali Hakim. Yeah. Um, he's a Persian peddler. So she spent a lot of time with him while Will was gone. And Lori says that she's going to have to choose, but Ado Annie insists that she loves them both. And she sings, I can't say no. Sure. In a real fun song where she's just like, I like them both. She likes them both. She likes she likes to be flirted with. She likes to be... She likes, she likes the attention. She likes the, um, the other stuff. <laughs> she likes it all. She likes them both. She can't. She can't pick. Because they're both so great. How sure. could she pick between the two of them? Um, well, there's this line where she's like, I like whichever one I'm with. Yeah, like, I'm happy either way because when I'm with them, I'm happy. And yeah. when I'm with the other one, I'm happy with them. How could I How could I pick? Sure. Um, Lori and her friends prepare for the social while Gertie Cummings flirts with Curly. Uh, Lori notices and tells her friends that she doesn't really care about Curly and they sing Many a New Day. Yeah. This was one that we rearranged a little. We did, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, we had the fun part is for this song, we had all people who can really sing. Yeah. And so that was like, sure, that's always been a hallmark of Fuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we had like women who just really could like carry a tune. And so we split this up, and it sounded great. Did some nice harmonies. Yeah. It was good. Um, sure, and kind of a, a nice like anthem for women from 1950 something <laughs> sure uh 
Uh, and, song. and this was that arrangement similar to the revival yes. version in the original it's like all the women are together like it's every all they're all like getting ready and so it's mm-hmm. like a group number and we stripped that down um the other thing too is gertie cummings is kind of the other romantic foil for curly and Lori, where she's like an annoying lady she has this sure, annoying she's like, laugh well that, that's her like key character yeah gertie cummings is like from across the river or something yeah. like she's from around the air area but not like quite where they live and but she's that like clingy like oh curly could she's you like show me your you know, gorgeous whatever. but tries way too hard and yeah. has a, a hallmark of her i think a high-pitched like hyena laugh yeah which i don't know if that was ever written to the script and it just became a thing or it's if it's, script. it is in the script yeah. yeah um so yeah she's kind of the worst on purpose though um okay so Andrew Carnes, uh, Ado Annie's dad, he sees a he sees Annie with Ali Hakim, and he forces Hakim at gunpoint to agree to marry her. So this is a part that maybe doesn't age great. Although let's be real, in many parts of the country, probably still true. Where basically he's like, "You have to marry my if you're peddler man. If you're gonna be doing that, you gotta marry my daughter." Yeah. Does he catch them like? I think he catches them kissing. kissing? Yeah. yeah. And he basically says, you know. Uh, you better marry her because now you've kissed her like yeah. you're you're in it now um so hakeem and the other men lament the unfairness of the situation and they sing it's a scandal it's an outrage we so this song is not in the movie and no. we were gonna cut it except for our guy playing ali hackham was so funny was. that i was like oh no i have to give this to him because and he he killed it he and we, we made so it a little good. bit of a solo but um, it's a it's kind of a funny song if done correctly. It is where he's just like, why did why is this happening? You have to play it right because yeah. otherwise, uh, otherwise it's just a it, misogynist. It doesn't age time. well. Um, so you have to play it right if you're going to keep it in a modern context. Um, and the 2019 version they did, they kept it and they did it. So, um, but anyway, he just laments his it's situation. Very funny. It's and a it's very funny. funny song. It is. Um. Excuse me. Curly discovers that Lori is going to the box social. Also, listeners, I just want to point out the reason that there's no delineation of like scenes or it feels like everything's just like, and then this happened, and then this happened. Because that's how it is. That's exactly how the show goes. It, yeah. it is just a series of, there are no like blackouts. It no. is a series of people walking on and off stage. Yeah. And just entering like, and oh, exiting. we both entered and we're in the field now. Or like yeah, whatever. like Lori's yeah. on stage and then somebody comes in and then Lori leaves and then somebody else yeah. comes in and interacts with the next person. And it that's the whole show yeah um so curly discovers that Lori is going to the box social with judd and tries to convince her to go with him instead afraid to tell judd she won't go with him Lori protests that she does not love curly uh and they sing people will say we're in love so he tries to convince her to go with him instead and she wants to she desperately, desperately wants to yeah but she is genuinely afraid of judd yeah and feels stupid like feels stupid that she ever agreed to go with him in the first place just to make him jealous it's the thing where she's like boxed herself into a corner but now now she feels like she can't say because she's afraid of him she's afraid that he will get mad that he will do something um so and then they sing people will say that we're in love and this is where a lot of their um like relationship is established where uh they talk about the the song references things that have happened in their past where um he he carved their initials in a tree because she asked him to and it's a very flirty song in that way it is 
But it's that still that thing where it's like, um, what's where he's like, uh, the, the laughs at my who laughs at your jokes? Yeah, she says, um, don't, um, don't laugh at my jokes too much. And he's like, who who's doing that? No, it's like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, but of course he is. Like, yeah, that's the whole thing. they start out. They start out exactly the way the relationship yeah. is. They kind of tease each other, go at each other, back and forth. And by the end of the song, he. <laughs> Sure, it's not a duet. It's two solos. It is two solos, up. and we made you sing. I think the last lines together. But so he, it, si- so she sings first. Yeah. He teases her. She kind of gets annoyed. Whatever. He sings. She starts out annoyed, and he keeps singing, and he gets more serious. And, and by the end of it, he's too. being genuine, right? And she's like, "Oh gosh, I really." I really like sure, this guy. And it's the same thing, though, that happens where, like I said, she, I think, is very, he, in a weird way, more in touch with his feelings and is yeah, like, I want to do this, but just keeps backing out because she backs out. But she, I think, gets scared every time of her feelings. in that way. Yes. This is this is the part where Lori is immature. Yep. And, and so he actually has many genuine Where moments like, of like won't you just go with me like, i like you yeah. i want to be with you um, i want you to come to the dance with me i want you to do whatever and she she's the one who she she keeps teasing him and then they get to a point where it's serious and she's the one who always backs out she freaks out and she and, backs it, out. and it'll be like well no and then she resets that yeah so, so they get to the end again. of the song yeah. and they're both pretty serious they're having genuine feelings for each well, other and he, he he this is he sincerely asks her and like yes so the end of the, please the song go. ends and he says like are you sure like are you sure you just can't go with me right and she she's like can't i had a moment sure. when i did it and then she kind of remembers herself and goes no i i really can't like right i can't i not like i won't i can't yeah um so, hurt by her refusal to go with him, Curly goes to the smokehouse where Judd lives to talk with him. And this is another part, heads up, that is rough. It's a rough well, part of the show no matter what we, time. Here's the thing. The interesting thing is we we tried to do it a, a little bit more comedically because yep. I think it reads better. Yep. Essentially, they sing a song called Poor Judd is Dead in which Curly imagines like the town folk Curly, mourning yeah. Judd being dead. So Curly jokingly suggests that since Judd doesn't feel appreciated by any way, anybody, he should hang himself. Or he could, sorry. He could hang himself and everybody would realize how much they cared about him. So they sing this song. And like I said, I think the only way you can do it is comedic. Because otherwise it doesn't The revival did it in like a super creepy, that's the one that was like in the dark. Yes. So uh, the revival swings it the other Other way. Basically, you have to do it one or two ways. You have to acknowledge how dark it is. You have to acknowledge what Curly is saying. Correct. And how he is suggesting that somebody should kill themselves. Sure, unalive themselves, yeah. Or you have to swing it the complete opposite direction and make a a joke out of it. Because in the middle, it just doesn't... If you don't do it for laughs, to your sense, you cannot go down the middle because otherwise it is sincere and weird. It's problematic. So uh, you either we, have to... We went the funny way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, they sing the song and then they kind of, they keep talking after the song and their talk turns into an ominous confrontation about Lori. And Curly brings her up and says, right. you know, kind of 
Well, he burns Judd and is like, she, you're not good enough for her, basically. Yeah, he and he kind of claims to already yeah. have her yeah. and say, like, you know, she might be going to the dance with you, but, like, I'm really the guy right. that she would end up with. So that sort of right. thing is kind of what he says. They, uh, they don't, they don't, they leave it out of the, um, out of the synopsis, but they have a, their confrontation is not well, like yelling. They pull out guns well, and like. No. Curly, they both pull out guns where Judd already has the gun out when Curly gets down there. And the, the whole thing this skips is they, Curly starts by being very charming and being like, oh, you got some pretty naked ladies. And they yeah. look at like some naked ladies and whatever. And they're like that. And then he's like, well, you know, you could kill yourself. Then they sing the song. And then at the end. It gets in, it gets tense, and Curly says, "I could shoot, I could hit that knot right there." Like he gets his gun out, he and basically because Judd, Judd fires his gun. Uh, yeah. So Judd fires his gun in frustration. They get they get to the end of their discussion, and Judd fires his gun into the air. Yeah, uh, out of anger, and Curly says, "You know, I could hit, I could hit that small hole," pointing out like I'm, I've at, got good aim, right? Like. I could hurt you. Right. So you don't know who you're messing with. And he shoots once. Right. And then everybody comes running Everybody down. runs in. They're all worried. It's Aunt Ella and Lori, and they're like, what's going on? And Curly's like, nothing. We're fine. It's not a big... <laughs> yeah. And they leave. Uh, so everybody leaves. Um, Curly leaves. And Judd, Judd's resolve to win Lori uh, becomes even stronger, and he vows to make her his bride. Um, and he sings Lonely Room. So Lonely Room is one of the ones from the movie that got cut. Um, we so Lonely Room is like a it's a fine song. However, we did um, they came out with a thing called R and H Rodgers and Hammerstein goes pop, mm-hmm. in which um, they have redone it into a really really oh, cool, cool arrangement. Guys, um, if you haven't heard it, go look it up. Go it's, listen to it's it. Really it's really good. Really so cool. we did that version where I found music and we just did it because. The other one has more it, more in line with, like, the original orchestrations, but also yep. weirdly does stand out a little to me. Uh-huh. Um, and it just, but this other one gives it such, I think, gives it more emotion. Uh-huh. Like, it just, you, it builds a little and it stays low and quiet. And so we went with that version. It was very cool. Uh, so, yeah, he sings. Um, I don't know if they are just leaving stuff out of the synopsis. There are references to Judd. Coming from sure. a different I was city. To, I was trying to figure that out. Sure. Um, do, do we scroll and see no, if they, they talk about so it? So basically, Lord, when Curly's talking to him before they sing Poor Judd is Dead, they talk about how someone got a girl fell in love and then got killed. In a diff- and Judd's like, well, that's not how I would have done it. I, if I were the one to do it, I would have killed her this way, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of get the sense where you're like, did he do it? Yeah. So, oh, no. Yeah. Basically, they kind of insinuate, depending on how you play it and depending yeah. on how the characters interpret the lines, um, it can be insinuated that Judd fell in love with a girl before and she rebuffed, rebuffed him. Yeah. And he not only, like, murders her, but like, s- like, like murders her family, family like, sets left. the farm yeah. on fire and, and leaves. leaves town. So, you, but it's not... Sure, it's not clear though. Where you're just it's like, not. it's not clear. Um. So anyway, that's that's the end of that. He sings "Lonely Room." Uh. Then we cut back to the farm, the like main area. I don't know. 
confused by her feelings for Curly and her fear of Judd, Lori purchases a magic potion, which is laudanum, um, from Ali Hakim, which the unscrupulous peddler guarantees will review, reveal her true love. She goes on a drug trip. Sure. So she muses on leaving her dreams of love behind and joining the man she loves. I don't know if that sentence makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, I guess she's saying, like, it won't just be a dream. Right. It'll be reality. Okay. Sure. Weird sentence. But she she sings out of my dreams. Um, she talks with Aunt Eller and a couple well, of the girls. This is one of... I can't remember if it's this scene or if it happens earlier. And this is where you're just like... Ugh. Lori, it happens earlier, early, and they cut she, it out of the sure, synopsis. She, so Lori expresses to Aunt Eller that she's scared of Judd, yeah, and that fo- she found him outside her window. One, they night. have a moment alone. It's after it's after she accepts the, Judd's the um, invitation to the. the actually, to the it's right station. after people will say we're in love. Yeah, they sing the song. She's worried she can't accept J- Curly's ask to go to right. the dance. He leaves. And, she and Aunt Eller comes on, and she, like, confides in her, and she's like, I'm, I'm scared. really scared. But Aunt and this is where it's sad, and you're like, ooh, Aunt Eller. Aunt Eller's like, he's a good farmhand. He works hard for us. Don't be crazy. Yeah. Sure, yeah, gets, like, yeah. So Lori, Lori basically says, um, I've caught him looking in my window. Like, I've caught him creeping outside yeah. my window. He looks at me all the time. Right. Every time I'm in eyesight, he's and staring Aunt at me. And just like, oh, Lori. And she's like, stop acting like this like you're being you're being silly right. you're being immature yeah. and you need to let it go you've agreed to go with him you've That's said it. you're gonna go yeah. because Lori asks if aunt eller will go with them and so that she's not alone with him right not that she doesn't have to go but says will you come with me so right. that i'm not alone and she says i can't i'm going with curly <laughs> right sure which is the biggest moment where you're just like oh, okay so, so anyway back to yeah, yeah. Lori. So, skipping back sure Lori's um, singing the laudanum she takes and... the laudanum she sings a little song and she falls asleep yeah um dream ballet and then there's an extended ballet sequence. Sure. Here's the thing. The dream ballet, the dream ballet. Dream ballets kind of don't exist now, but like back in the day, a super prevalent um, in which shows love to have a dream, like a ballet sequence yeah. in the middle where your two main characters would peace out and then two actual dancers would like come on stage and dance for 20 minutes. Sure. Um, it's we, a 15 minute ballet. It's a 15 minute ballet. We cut <gasps> it down to about eight, I think. It was five. Sure. We cut it down to five. I did a lot of cutting. Uh, sure. We, well, because it's, I begged you to keep it. Just to be super clear. Uh, yeah. Adi, uh, listeners. Um, it was, it basically was a point of discussion and it was. I was going to keep it, but I knew we were never going to keep it at 15 minutes. Well, yeah, we weren't cutting. It was never being cut out of not wanting to do it. It was being cut out of, uh, like time and resources. We put this show together so fast. Five weeks. Uh, uh no, here's the thing. The other point, the other thing with this particular dream ballet is there's information that happens in it that which you is need why for the i show. really beg me you have like ask i fought hard for the dream ballet to stay strongly encouraged yes because there are some plot things that kind of happen and you i mean it's Lori's dream so you basically yeah. get an insight into how she's feeling which up until now you don't necessarily get a strong strong idea of how she really feels about curly sure. you know that she likes him but she's being so squirrely about right. the whole thing yeah. that you're like, does she? Or is she just being squirrely like a dummy? Sure. So she falls asleep and then she, I mean, wakes up and has this dream uh, where she has like, she dreams of getting married to Curly. So yes. 
So girls the come on and they yeah, get her dressed. They get her ready and, and it's Well, little... first he comes on and proposes yes. and whatever. Then he leaves and she like gets ready with her girls and Ado Annie comes on and like gives her a flower crown and whatever. Sure. Then they um it's obviously it all takes place over like the dream ballet sequence. Fifteen minutes, but we condensed. Uh she gets ready, she is kind of walking down the aisle. And then she's walking towards Curly, and he turns around, and it's not him. It's Judd. And it turns into a nightmare. nightmare. And um, he turns around. It's Judd. And he... It gets... Okay, so basically, this is the thing. Is it turns around and it's Judd and they're in in the original he's in like a bar and then like floozy girls come and dance and she's like caught up in this like what is very clearly like sinful um like um uh, ooh they're in a bar and like oh it's 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 raunchy and it's not so hopeful and innocent well it turns back in the contrast of like Curly loves her and Judd is attracted to her sure like it's lust versus love yeah so then uh, Curly reappears. He fights with Judd. She, like, tries to stop it. Judd kills Curly, and that's how the sequence ends. Yeah, so... Uh, and she wakes up to Judd being, like, hey, Standing Lori, over her and saying, what's up? we have to go. So she basically wakes up. Uh, Judd is standing over her, and he says, like, it's time to go to the party. Are you ready? And um, this says, awakening, she realizes that Curly is the right man for her. I don't know if that's really... I don't know. Uh, she wakes up, re- it's too late, Judd's there, he's ready to take her, and Curly is standing by, kind of watching as she leaves, with leaves for the party. And that's Judd. the end of Act 1. Um, We're really, we digging in too much. Sure, sorry. Uh, so Act 2 starts at the social, uh, and there's a square dance, the farmer and the cowman, it's just a fun number where the- f- It's a jaunty second act opener in which- Sure, the rivalry yeah. between the local farmers and cowboys over fences and water rights leads to fighting, which Aunt Eller ends by firing a gun to silence everybody. Um, Lori is upset when she sees Curly at the dance with Gertie. To rid himself of Ado Annie- Well, okay, so essentially all this kind of happens where everyone arrives and it's time. a hubbaloo. <clears throat> and- um, Ali Hakim, who's now engaged to Edo Annie because of the shotgun uh, promise by Edo Annie's dad, figures out that he can help Will because Ali Hakim doesn't want to marry her. No. That's not his deal. Will actually does want to marry her. And so Ali Hakim figures out if he buys all, all of the, the things gifts. that Will brought home, Will will have his $50. He won't have to marry Edo Annie and everyone will be good. So... He uh, he he figures this out. He kind of tricks Will, but in a helpful way. He's yeah. trying to help him and himself. Uh, and he buys all of the souvenirs for $50. So now he has the $50 to marry um, Ado Annie. Uh, Judd also contributes to the buying of the souvenirs because he's selling them. And Ali ha- Hakim comes across the little wonder and says, oh, I don't want that. I don't deal with stuff like that. Sure, I don't deal with weapons. he knows it's weapons. like a weapon, yeah. So he basically says, I'm not going to buy that off you. I don't I don't buy weapons. I don't deal weapons. And Judd buys it off of him. He knows what it is. He knows what it is, and he buys it off of him. So the auction starts, and uh, poor Will. Well, so the auction starts for the <laughs> picnic baskets, and 
it's supposed to be anonymous, but everybody knows whose basket it belongs to. And in a very funny thing, Ado Annie goes, that's my basket. And yeah. everyone's like, oh. So Will, because he's like a dum-dum, bids on her basket all $50 that he just got from Ali Hakim, in which he's like, I got you now, Ado Annie. And then her dad's like, no, no you, you don't. don't. You just bid on that basket. He's like, no, I have the $50. And he's like, no, you don't. You just bid it. That's it's not your $50 goes to the anymore. Schoolhouse. Uh, and so, um, desperate to get rid of Ado Annie, the peddler bids $51 to get the basket so that Will can give Have his the $50. 50 and it's a funny scene because he bids 51 and Will goes to bid again and he's like, no, 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 no. Shut up. Stop. Stop talking. Stop. Please stop. And Will, and there's a fun moment where Will's like, well, so if you win... Then I, then I still got get my to keep $50, $50 and I get eight oh Annie. Ha, it's ha. a hilarious and, and he's like, exchange. He, it's a fun thing where he's like, I got one over on you, peddler man. And he's like, oh, God, you know you didn't. But that's Yeah, fine. yeah. The peddler's like, oh, you certainly you, you bamboozled me. me. Sure. Like, you Well, really and got there's me. a great line where, you know, he goes, well, what'd you, you know, they go, well, what'd you get, peddler man, for the eight oh Annie's basket? And he's like, a three-day bellyache. So yeah. it's like a funny joke. But, um, so, uh, they bid on Ado Annie's basket, and then the last basket uh, is Lori's basket. And everybody, like you said, everybody kind of knows whose basket is yeah. whose. Well, so, Ado Annie goes, that there's my basket, oh, right. and that one's my friend Lori's. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well. Um, so, Judd has saved all his money so that he can win Lori's basket. And uh, yep, the he, he bids on her basket. Other men kind of step in and bid and but he outbids them he outbids them and says like this is all the money that i've saved 37 dollars, however much money and well you jumped ahead a little did i yeah because essentially he's bidding other men are bidding he's got the winning bid you see curly leave and you're like oh my god is oh my god is curly leaving what's happening right, right, right. so and then curly comes back and says who wants to buy my saddle yeah. And he gets money and he puts the bid up and and Judd goes, and two bits, and outbids him. And then Curly sells his horse yep. and his gun. He sells off all these things to keep bidding. And Judd keeps going, I'm going to stop you right there. I, this is all the money I have in the world, $37 Everything I've been working for for the past yep, year. Is right here. He bids that and it looks like he's going to win. And on <clears throat> Eller goes... And Aunt Eller's like, uh, Curly? Well, How's so anyway, he, he he sells all, Curly sells all of his stuff. He sells the horse. He sells the saddle. Yeah. He gets Judd to the end. bids everything. Right. And then he sells his gun. Correct. And Judd's like, you're going to need that. Yeah. Like, Judd says you're going to need it. Lori is, like, begging him not to Please sell don't it. don't do because it. Because she's like, you need that. Like, sure. you need that. Um, And so he sells the gun. He outbids Judd. He wins the basket. He wins the date. Um, and Judd right away discreetly tries to kill Curly with the little wonder that he just bought. Well, he calls Curly over and he's like, Curly, have you ever seen one of these things? Come look at it. And then I think Ali Hakim tells Aunt Eller, who then sees it and screams Curly, yeah, and come him. dance with me. And he's yeah. like, okay. So he asks, uh, and Eller asks Curly for a dance. They, and then they're whisked away and everybody yep. starts dancing. Uh, later that night, Will and Annie work out their differences as she reluctantly agrees not to flirt with other men. And they sing All or Nothing, which this is, is one of cute. my favorite yeah. songs in the show. Well, and it's, it's again, like, randomly pretty, for, in the lens of, again, 2022, um, he's like, you can't flirt with other people, you can't do that. And she's like, neither can you. Yeah. And, and it, it goes back and forth where they both have to agree, like, 
okay, we won't. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we'll just be with each other. Uh, it's cute. Um, next, Judd confronts Lori about his feelings for her. And when she admits that she does not return them, he threatens her. She then fires him as her har- farmhand, demanding that he get off her property. Judd furiously threatens Lori before he departs, and she bursts into she bursts into tears and calls for Curly. Uh, sure. Again, this synopsis is kind of leaving out fun parts where she's it, like, it really "Curly, is. Curly," and Will comes around, and she's like, "Will, have you seen Curly?" And he's and he's like, "No, have you seen Ado Annie?" And then Curly appears, and he goes, "Well, you found yours. I gotta go catch mine." Yeah, and just leaves. And she turns around. She runs over to Curly. Um, she. She tells him that she's that she fired Judd and that she's scared of what he might do, and he kind of reassures her, tries to make her feel better. He kisses her, which you assume is the first time that they've kissed. I, don't I know think if I, I don't know if I assume that. I, don't know. I think it is sure. Uh, and then and then he proposes. <laughs> wow, so this is yeah. This is one of the things where you have to, I think, as the actors, you have to establish that there's some kind of relationship prior to prior, which, in there, which I think not there like is. a dating relationship, but like a strong yeah. friendship, a strong yeah. whatever. Well, and it's the most because he jumps right to proposal. Yeah, but it's cute because it's in like a very vulnerable way where he's like, "Do you think maybe it is?" He you could he has a very very genuine about moment, maybe marrying me, and he's like. Sure. It's cute. I don't know. Um, she's like, yeah. And it's it's sweet because it's the first time that either one of them is completely honest. Yes. And he's like. Well, the pretense is gone, right? Like yeah. all the like jokey back and forth banter ends and you he get like this actual moment. asks her a genuine straightforward question like, will you marry me? And she looks at him and she's like, of course I will. Yeah. Like, of course I will. And it's very cute. They sing. uh they sing a reprise of People Will Say We're In Love. They actually get to sing together. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, and he realizes that now he has to become a farmer. Well, they have this, like, cute moment where they kind of, like, plan out They their envision future. their lives yeah. together. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna... He, he has a moment where he obviously did not think this through beforehand. So he has, like, a revelation where he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to become a farmer. And I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah. And we're gonna have to do this. And they have a very sweet uh, little moment and they envision their future together and then uh ali hakeem decides to leave the territory and bids ado annie goodbye telling her that will is the man she should marry and they have a very this synopsis sucks i'm gonna tell you this synopsis sucks it's a hilarious scene he doesn't want to marry her but he but he does like her and he does he he is attracted to her sure so he says goodbye Gives her a Persian goodbye. Yeah. In and which it's Will, very funny. Where it's like he kisses up her arm and then like in a dramatic dip kisses her. Yeah. Like kisses and, her, kisses And her. Will comes upon that as it's happening. Even though she's engaged. Even though she's, and she's like, well, you could give me one of those goodbyes. And so, and then Will happens upon them in which in a very funny scene, he's like, I'm good, Pellerman. I don't need to say, if that's how you say goodbye, I'm good. Um, in which Will is like a little jealous and Ado and he's just like, well, he was just saying goodbye. He's and leaving. Then, yeah. The best part is that he then asserts. He pulls a girl. I forget. It looks like a random girl who reappears and he does an Oklahoma hello. I think it's like Gertie Cummings. Yeah. And then, um, which is like, he like basically spins her around, straddles her and gives her a kiss. Yeah. Anyway. They're both dummies and that's the whole point. They're both dummies. He leaves. They, uh. 
he gives Annie and Oklahoma hello, and then they run off, off together they because they're cute. Yeah. Uh, three weeks later, Lori and Curly are married as everyone celebrates the territory's impending statehood. Again, leaving stuff out. But basically, the wedding festivities are afoot. They've, like, had the wedding. They're all happy. The townsfolk are there. They're at the reception, Um, essentially. Yeah. They sing Oklahoma. Sure. A confusing time where this is the placement of the song, but fine. It really is. So everybody always thinks that Oklahoma is the finale, and then it's super not. So uh, they sing Oklahoma, and then Allie. Although, this was another thing we rearranged, and we made it the finale because it makes no sense. Anyway. We sang it twice, I believe. Sure, we sang it here, and then I put it in the at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ali Hakim returns with Gertie, whom he has recently married after being threatened by her father with a shotgun. So he gets stuck with the annoying girl that liked Curly. Uh, Lori and uh, Curly are married. Well, no, once again, this is like one of those things that uh, we, you miss. So Ali Hakim comes in with Gertie Cummings, and you find out like he got caught, and that father played it all the way through no engagement a marriage yeah and then will and Ado annie come reappear out of like the haystack sure they got like hey hey oh akimbo sure they've been having a good time and will says well let me let me kiss the bride Mm. kisses gertie cummings this is and then um Ado annie gets jealous gets jealous and fights gertie and they start to fight and will goes to break it up and ali hakeem goes what are you doing let it happen. Because he's like, maybe she'll, who knows? Kill my wife. Sure. And so that's like very funny. And then we then, sure, there's always like the funny levity moment and then Judd reappears. Yeah. So he, he shows up drunk. He, this was another confusing time for me, but fine. Sure. He shows up drunk, angry. And, and he's he, like, let me kiss the bride. He's like, and, it's my turn to kiss the bride. And everybody just lets him. Sure. It is super weird. But he walks over. He kisses Lori. And then he punches Curly. And they start to fight, and in depending on how you stage it, it this fight that ensues very much matches and mirrors the fight that they have in the From dream the ballet. sequence. Yeah, so it looks almost exactly the same. Right. And Judd attacks Curly with a knife, and Curly dodges it, and Judd stumbles, and he falls on his own knife, and basically he dies, dies, stabs himself. Well, he's not dead when they take yeah. him away, but well. He, uh, he stabs himself and, um, they take him away. They carry him away. Curly is about to be held, I mean, accountable for Judd's death. And, um, they kind of hold. Well, they, so basically Curly's like, I'm going to turn myself in and go to jail. And Lori's like, oh no, don't do that. And then Aunt Eller bosses her way into being like, well, we'll just have a trial for him now. As opposed, they're like, he can't be locked up on the night of his wedding. So she's like, let's just, fine, Andrew, you're the judge. Let's just do it now. Yeah. And he's like, we can't. That's not how it's done. And she's like, oh. No, this is the best part in which she Aunt Eller, sure, he's like, this isn't legal. And she's like, you wouldn't want me to tell everybody about basically how he's been cheating on his wife, right? And he That's goes, I the- haven't been. And she goes, yeah, uh, but they're going to believe me when right. I say that you have been. Yeah. And so she, like, threatens him with a, like a lie. A lie. Yeah, sure, a fun lie. A lie of a rumor. But um, uh, they do the trial, and uh, Curly basically pleads self-defense. Yeah, he, he pleads self-defense. Well, and it's the funny thing. Everyone helps him. Where he's like, well, I... And they're like, no, no, no. Stop what? talking. He came at you, right? Like, it's that whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is... Well, anyway. Uh, they say that he's not guilty. And 
Curly and Lori depart on their honeymoon in the Surrey with the fringe on top. That's the that's the closer, which I sure they they reprise. Oh, what a beautiful morning! Yeah, and uh, and that's the show. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. What do you? I don't know. I feel like we talked so much before. We did. So, I mean, here's the thing. The changes in the new one are notable in terms of the orchestration we talked about and yeah. the costuming and things like that. But then also, like, the dream sequence is a person in, like, very is very weird. I don't know what to tell you. And they, they took a much – some of the levity that I think exists in the original not does yeah. not exist – Lori is um, like way more feisty in the new in the in the revi- in sexy Oklahoma. Um, I can just read a little bit of the. That's why we did an amalgam though, because I don't discussion. necessarily like it as much. Yeah, too far, too that way. far that way. Yeah. But the other way, you know, too right. Far that way. Uh, uh, I'll just read this little snippet about the 2019 <coughs> revival. The production's most important tonal change involved the character of Judd Fry instead yes. of the sinister, brooding, and threatening Judd of the original production. In the uh, revival, he is depicted in a positive, sympathetic light. Yeah, that part I liked. And we did that a little bit more in and, our show, too. Yeah, uh, sure. In in the revival, actually, when when Lori and Judd have their confrontation, they kiss. Yes. Um, And it's not a thing where she's, like, repulsed by him immediately. Right. It's less attacking and more a little, like, she's having a moment. Where she she doesn't know necessarily how she feels. Yeah. A lot more confusion on her part. A lot more um, of an actual decision. Yeah. He he actually is a contender in this like in the triangle in this love play, triangle. Sure, they play in the in the original. It's played much more as like she does it all because of Curly. Like yeah. in spite of she's doing it to piss Curly off. She's doing it because yeah. she knows he doesn't like Judd, and that's it. And in the revival, they play a much more triangle where he Judd is, is like a, is an actual rival for Curly, yeah. which that part I really liked because I think it makes it more compelling. Yeah. Uh, and so less yeah, rapey. They, yeah. They kiss and then she's like, yeah. you know what? No, I'm not doing this. And sure. then. In the bootleg we watched, it's just a lot. You can't see them. It's just sounds of kissing. Sure, well, it's weird. They they had an, in, some interesting choices where they, they turn the lights out. Sure. It's complete pitch black dark. Uh, and they, they talk right. and kiss in, in the, the dark. dark. Yeah. Um, and you don't watch them. But anyway, um, they depict him in a positive, sympathetic light. And his death came not as an accident, but as an intended act at the hands of Curly. Yep. Followed by a sham trial to clear Curly of the blame. So Correct. in the revival, Curly murders Judd. Correct. And then I think they make a statement on probably the justice system where sure not our statement just their statement yeah. they have they make a statement on the justice system by basically he murders judd yeah and then they make a sham of a trial yeah. and clear him quote unquote yeah um well and again in a way where in the original it's done for levity it's like done as like a fu- yeah. like a lot of funny things happen yeah and in the revival i think it was a little bit more to your point a commentary yep uh yeah, Which, I mean I mean, sure what what else? Uh, sure Oklahoma won the Pulitzer in 1944, oh. and a special Tony in 1993. Okay, um, and then the revival. It's been revived a few times in which Shuler Many Hensley, times. yeah, in 2002 that revival uh, had Patrick Wilson, and that was directly coming off of the version from. London that Hugh Jackman was in. Yes. But Shuler Hensley won the Tony for Best 
uh, featured actor in a musical. Um, he won. He he won, and he was he was really good. Yeah, um, and then the 2019 revival, yep. they won best, best revival, revival of a musical. musical. They won. Um, Ali Stroker, Stroker won yeah. uh, best featured actress in a musical. She was great. Um, and then they were nominated for Everything. best uh, leading actor. They were nominated for best direction, best scenic design, best sound design, and best orchestrations, which. I love that. Maybe so I won. wonder who won that that year because they they had great orchestrations. Sure. Danielle Kluger did an excellent job um, with that. So um, yeah, sure. keep you keep looking. I'm gonna look at something. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's much more to look at. I think we've kind of talked talked about it. That's Oklahoma. Um, good show. Classic. Some good show classic. Well, it mm-hmm. it's a classic show that. Um, Sure, that year, interestingly, the only two, <laughs> sure, the only two uh, in the category of Best Revival was Kiss Me Kate in Oklahoma. Oh, so But Kiss Me Kate musicals that year, Hadestown, Ain't Too Proud, Beetlejuice, Prom, Tootsie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, in that way, <laughs> potentially, that maybe makes sense. But I sure, the orchestrations are great. They're, They're gorgeous. Um, so, yeah. Well, now I'm just looking because now I'm interested to know... No. Yeah, Hades Town won it that year. Oh, okay. Which, so that maybe fair. sort of checks out. Listen, guys, Hades Town is great. If you haven't listened to it, go sure, listen. Wendy loves Hades. I do. I do love Hades Town. But anyway, uh, well, just I wanted to see who it like who it lost to. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That story maybe checks out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Oklahoma is one of those another show. <laughs> it's just another classic Rodgers and Hammerstein show, and it does in that way where, especially in the revival. It stands up, I think, in terms of there's some there's some squeaky parts in there that you're like, Ugh. but for the most part, um, I think translatable and pertinent and all those things to now. Uh, and it, it, like I said, the music is all those all those dumb songs will get stuck in your head forever. You know, in a, in a yeah. like very Rodgers and Hammerstein kind of way where that music just stays with you. And, like, I, I know all those songs. I can sing all of them. In a way where we talked about this a little bit in The Sound of Music, where, like, the Max and Elsa songs are kind of, like, yeah. discard. I know all the songs. There is no discard song in this show, I don't think. And that's the funny thing is I think a lot of people th- uh, don't realize that they know them. Sure. And then you hear them and you're like, oh, I know that song. Well, I'll tell you, Oklahoma in general will get stuck in your head. Like, just that, the bop. There you go. Sure. Uh, all those things. So, uh, I think, like I said, it's, if you don't know this one, it's a thousand different places. Go see it. The Hugh Jackman version's not bad. She's, no, it is She's good. maybe my least favorite oh, Lori oh, from my favorite. But, um, he's like winsome and he pretty is. great in it. He uh, is. other than the maybe Hugh Jackman little, backhand, but. He might be a little too old. She was a little, well, yeah. in 1999 though, mm. he's like 60 now. So like 40. Yeah, I think 40. we looked it up one time. He was sure. like 40. He, he was, was like too his, old. Yeah. But fine. Yep. Um, Sure, I I'm gonna say uh, Oklahoma. I don't know, I don't know if you guys know this, but some music historians credit Oklahoma as being the first, not the first Broadway musical. It's not the first Broadway musical. Sure, I was like, sure, but um, kind of the the first, um, the first Broadway musical that like defined Broadway. Sure, like the golden as era. a genre and as sure. a golden era and um, as an American genre. Sure. So well, maybe that story checks out. Maybe. Classic. It is a classic. Um, I would say uh, on a scale of 
zero to four Oklahoma hellos, what would you give it? 2.5. 2.5? Here's the thing. But because in a show that you did all this research. I love the show. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's wonderful. It has its parts. Sure. It has its moments. There are some things about it that didn't age well. Sure. Um, I think it's lovely. I think it's charming. I think some of it is, but some of it isn't. So that's that's why I would give it a 2.5. Music, great. Sure. Especially uh, the Broadway revival. Um, sure. Like that's a great soundtrack. Music, yeah. great. Uh, I mean, I'm here's the thing. I'm with you. I give it like a 2.53, if only because I think it's a fun show to do. It's mm-hmm. a great show to do, mm-hmm. uh, to produce and that kind of stuff logistically and from a technical standpoint. The music is great. But to your point, there are little things that, like, chink the armor a little bit where it's like, well, yeah. it's not. Yeah. That's weird. I don't love that. Uh, you know, some of the Ali Hakim stuff, um, just in general, some of the notions of it and just, you know, I think, like I said, the revival went a long way into fixing some of those, uh, some of those things. I think... Some of the best work that's been done in terms of turning around a show yeah. in a revival. Yeah, I And agree. modernizing it. Yeah, in a, in a way where sometimes, man, we modernize shows and they're garbage. This, I think they did a really good job. Um, and again, the music. <laughs> I, I like the arrangements uh, of, the, of the new show. So, uh, okay, guys, uh, follow us at Downstage Left PC on all the socials. DownstageLeftPCGmail.com. If you have something longer, DownstageLeftPodcast.com. The podcast, the website is new and improved. I made it look nice. It's pretty now and maybe more navigable. So uh, you can find us on the onlines somewhere. I don't know. Absolutely. At something and at something. At uh, something. Uh, I'm going to say uh, exit stage left uh, pursued by a butter churn. <laughs> talk about the butter churn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>